well, wait here. If he has an academy where he trains data privacy professionals, I don't just want the training for the exam. I want the training to be a data privacy professional because that means that even after I pass the exam, I'll have the resources I need, the information I need to actually be a data privacy professional. Training for the exam only trains me to pass the exam. What happens after passing the exam? How do I get into the data privacy world? How do I break through? How do I succeed in my role as a data privacy professional? Are you ready to know what you don't know about Privacy Pros? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Privacy Pros Academy podcast by KZN Privacy Experts. The podcast to launch, progress and excel your career as a Privacy Pro. Hear about the latest news and developments in the world of privacy. Discover fascinating insights from leading global privacy professionals. And hear real stories and top tips from the people who've been where you want to get to. We're an official IAPP training partner. We've trained people in over 137 countries and counties. So, whether you're thinking about starting a career in data privacy, or you're an experienced professional, this is the podcast for you. and welcome to the Privacy Pros Academy podcast. My name is Jamila and I'm a data privacy analyst at KZN Privacy Experts. I'm primarily responsible for conducting research on current and upcoming legislation, as well as key developments and decisions by any supervisory authorities. With me today as my co-host is Jamal Ahmed, who is a Fellow of Information Privacy and CEO at KZN Privacy Experts. Jamal Ahmed is an established and comprehensively qualified privacy professional with a demonstrable track record solving enterprise-wide data privacy and data security challenges for SMEs through complex global organizations. He is a certified information privacy manager, certified information privacy professional, certified EU GDPR practitioner, master NLP practitioner, Prince2 practitioner, and he holds a Bachelor of Arts in Business with Law. He is a revered global privacy thought leader, world-class trainer, and published author for publications such as Thomson Reuters, The Independent, Euronews, as well as numerous industry publications. Jamal makes regular appearances in the media on television, radio, and in print, and has been dubbed the king of GDPR by the BBC. Today, he has provided privacy and GDPR compliance solutions to organizations across six continents and in over 30 jurisdictions, helping to safeguard the personal data of over a billion data subjects worldwide. Welcome, Jamal. Hi, Jamila. How are you? I am awesome, as always. Awesome message from one of our listeners to share today. Um, I feel like putting a drum roll in here. (laughs) So this is a message from one of our listeners in Nigeria. He says, Hi, I'm a lawyer who is looking to specialize in the area of data privacy. I just listened to the Privacy Pro podcast and it was insightful and inspiring. I waited in bated breath for the next episode to drop. I really love your guidance on how to transition into data privacy. I've been doing a lot of research based on my special interest and I'm overcoming so many challenges by listening to your guests week in, week out. Thank you so much. Wow, what a great message. It's always nice to have good feedback, isn't it? I mean, it makes everything that we do here worth it. Like just getting one of those messages is awesome. Definitely. I would agree with that. I think I said this last time, sometimes when I'm recording a podcast, I'm just doing it to the air and my housemate is listening. That's about it. <laughs> Forget to the world. Jamila, you have fans in over 50 countries around the world. Yes. I'll start signing autographs. Someone once sent me a message saying, 
Hey, we love Jamila. Stop talking so much. Let her shine. Might be my mum. I don't think it was. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, now as my background shows, I'm shining like a star in space. There we go. Just for you, whoever sent that message. Are you excited for today's guest, Jamal? I'm very excited for today's guest. And this guest is someone I've actually had the privilege of working quite closely with. And so I'm really interested in hearing the story from different perspective because I'm so involved in when it comes to working together. It's nice to actually take a step back and hear the reflections. So I'm really looking forward to what our guest has to share with us today. That's true. And I think, you know, there's someone who is on one of our programs. And I think sometimes, Jamal, it's one thing you telling us how good the program is. But if someone who's experienced it from the other end can share that experience, I think people find that really valuable. Our guest today is Moji Sowamimo, and she is currently a senior business process analyst working with Jamalto Thales, an IT firm. She has over 15 years experience in leading projects to improve processes, create and implement processes leading to increased revenue generation and eliminate redundancies. Prior to her current role in the IT environment, Moji has worked in the financial industry for companies like Wells Fargo, Fannie Mae and Capital One. With her zeal for adding value and increasing revenue for organizations, Moji is currently expanding her risk management skill set, starting with data privacy. She is currently SIPI trained. She holds a BSc in accounting from the University of Lagos, a postgraduate diploma in economics, HR and statistics, also from her alma mater. She also has an MBA from the University of Hertfordshire, majoring in international business strategy. Welcome, Moji. It's great to have you. Thank you, Jamila. Glad to be here as well. Thank you so much for joining us. And as we always do, we start off with an icebreaker question. And today's icebreaker is, what was the last TV show you binge watched? Good question. (laughs) The last TV show that I binge watched is industry. What's that about? I've not heard of industry. It's actually about interns that get into the financial sector and they're trying to make their way as brokers and the challenges that they face. Isn't that a BBC programme? It might be. I'm not quite certain, but I know it was on HBO. Nice. So it's called Industry. It's really nice, but it was set in England, actually. I thought it was a BBC uh, program. Maybe. It's possible that you've seen it on BBC, yes, but it was set in England. Mm, I might have to look that one up. I've got <laughs> self-isolation, so I'm going to need some things to watch. What about yeah. you, Jamal? What's the last thing you binge-watched? Peaky Blinders. I still haven't started that. Is that good? It is really good. Be warned, though. It can get quite gruesome at sometimes. That's okay. I don't mind gruesome. I watch a lot of Dr. Pimple Popper, so I feel like that's quite good. <laughs> That's a show that I cannot watch. <laughs> I love it. That's I'm so the last sorry. thing I watched was Dr. Pimple Popper. Have you heard of Dr. Pimple Popper, Jamal? I have not, and I don't want to hear any more about it either. <laughs> I think someone in a previous podcast mentioned Say Yes to the Dress as well, so I'll send those both to you, Jamal. <laughs> I, I'm all right. I think I'll have a look at what Mo just suggested. Industry. 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 Start with that one. What was the last thing you watched, Jamila, apart from this uh, pimple pop? I actually watched Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban because it was on last night and my mum refused to sit and watch it with me. She was like, I'll record it and you can watch it tomorrow. So that's what I watched today. I like to have something on in the background. It can help me concentrate because I know what's going to happen. I don't have to have my eyes glued to it. Wow. Mm. I'm someone that likes to play rainforest sounds and get into deep work. No, I don't think I could do that. That doesn't work for me. Sometimes it's really difficult to concentrate. When I try hard, I just zone out. Like I block everything from my mind and just focus on my goal. Wow. I wish I I could just do that. I really like click my fingers. Boom. I'm in the zone. 
<laughs> Me too. Maybe it's a skill we we'll have to develop. I think I need to do it's- a little bit more self-hypnosis. Boom. Three, two, one. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes I might not focus because I'm thinking of something else. So I just get up and do whatever it is I'm thinking of. And having gotten that out of my mind, I'm able to focus. Sometimes it doesn't always work, but I try. Bring us nicely on to some of the questions. Is that something that was covered in any of the mindset sessions? So first of all, the mindset session was a really, really great experience. It's like a therapy session, really, (laughs) because it entailed actually understanding my experience. It made me evaluate myself Mm -hmm. where currently I am. And then it made me dig deep and remember what my aspirations were when I was about 10, 15, 20 years younger. When I was much younger, I was very overly ambitious. As I grew older and I faced the disappointments of life, I got used to shrinking my goals and ambitions unknowingly. And then when we had the mindset session with Jamal, it made me actually remember how ambitious I was. And it made me realize that I've actually accomplished a lot. And it's time to stand in that role of who I am, what I've experienced, what I've accomplished, and what I'm still learning and own up to it and stand in my current self not in myself as I was 20 years ago or 15 years ago it was like a rude awakening for me and it made me realize that I can continue to have my goals and dreams there might be obstacles there will be obstacles but it's not how many obstacles but how I'm able to get up and bounce and step and move ahead get over the obstacles yeah so it was a great session I still look back and I still remember strengthens me when I feel down and I'm like discouraged I remember the mindset session. I remember what Jamal said. I remember what to stand in, the affirmations I need to have to remind myself, my goal, and how I can achieve them. And one thing I want to just touch on there, Moji, is I've been sending you daily affirmations. How have you found the daily affirmations? The affirmations are actually a reminder for me. It helps me because it makes me remember who I am and I stand in there. Every time I read it, it reminds me of my purpose, my goal. It's, it's a good reminder. Thank you. My pleasure. For, for you who's listening and I'm not messaging you these daily reminders, you can follow the link in the description, join our private Facebook group. And every day, Aman posts the same message. Just because you're not on the program and I'm not sending you this on a daily basis doesn't mean that you can't take advantage of it and you can't benefit from it. You absolutely can. Join the community and you are more than welcome to hang around and really benefit from all of the awesome resources that we have there. Coming on to that, Moji, you have joined the Facebook community and you've added a lot of value there. But what's about why this community is so great? Oh, it's a great community. Facebook is more relaxed compared to LinkedIn. So it's a good opportunity to share and to also gather information from other people with regards to their views and perspectives on what I post there or what other people post there. So it's a good opportunity to learn. There's a lot to learn there. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. You don't really have a background necessarily in data privacy. Why is it that you started to want to train in data privacy? I was going on the website sometime last year and I saw something pop up data privacy policy and notice or something and was wondering what is this and then I realized that ever since then I kept on coming across it and I did some research into it I like the whole theme what data privacy does there's a system in place there are laws in place to protect people's privacy and having to work in that kind of environment well I like helping people making people smile and learning about how much data privacy is all about protecting 
personal data endeared me to the whole course. And learning also that data privacy also falls within risk management. Mm -hmm. Risk management is also an area that I'd always wanted to get into, but I wasn't quite sure what approach I was going to use. So coming across data privacy, I was intrigued and I wanted to learn more about it. So that was what basically led me to this path. And how did you first come across Jamal specifically and the academy and what drew you to us? That's an interesting question. (laughs) So when I realized that I wanted to be a part of it, and I also spoke with a brother of mine, And he told me that that's a really budding industry to get into. I read up about it and I said, well, this is showing also that it sounds like it's something for lawyers only. Like My brother was like, oh, no, you don't need to think that way because lawyers are not able to speak the language that business people speak. It's open to people from different backgrounds to join. I told him I was going to do some research about it. So I went online. I reached out, went to the IAPP website. And then I went on LinkedIn. And then Jamal's name popped up. I saw that he gave training. So I reached out to Jamal. I was pretty impressed by his profile, I must say. And I saw that he had a lot of media coverage. And when I listened to his interviews, I watched them. And I saw that he broke a lot the approach with which he took into explaining questions that were presented to him. And he explained it in a way that even a kid would understand what he was saying. I wanted to be a part of his training program. So I reached out to him on LinkedIn and told him I wanted to be sick trained and asked for when his next class would be. I still didn't stop there. I still did more research. And then I realized as I was researching on LinkedIn, I found out that Jamal had an academy. So <laughs> I said, okay, wait here. If he has an academy where he trains data privacy professionals, I don't just want the training for the exam. I want the training to be a data privacy professional because that means that even after I pass the exam, I'll yeah. have the resources I need, the information I need, to actually be a data privacy professional. Training for the exam only trains me to pass the exam. What happens to me when I pass on the exam? How do I get into the data privacy world? How do I break through? How do I succeed in my role as a data privacy professional? I would need this. So I reached out to him again and said, okay, I don't just want to save training. I want to be a part of your academy. How do I join? And then he explained to me the steps I needed to take and one of the best decisions I've made so far. (laughs) My mindset has changed. I look at things differently, starting with my relations with people, how I view people. During the mindset sessions, one of the things he said is there's no bad person. Everyone is doing the best that they can do based on their ability. So the best thing is to understand someone and work with them in a way that you can get the best out of the strategy. That is what I'm doing. I've started to look at people, also apply the knowledge I've gained from the mindset sessions to my daily life. Right now, I'm changing the continuous process for the better, preparing me for the role ahead and also enabling me to get some of the best of my potential in my current situation right now. Great. Inspiring <laughs> stuff. Just for the sake of clarity, if you're listening and worrying, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Moji is one of our mentees on the Privacy Pros Accelerator program. For those of you who have been listening and following some of the hard work that we've been putting in, the Accelerator program is a 12-week program It's designed to take you from where you are right now and where you graduate as a transformed world-class privacy professional in 12 weeks. And as part of the program, we have five pillars. The first pillar is all about the mindset. And you've heard how Emoji is actually really benefiting and enjoying the mindset because it's really important to make sure that we have strong foundations. And when we have the right mindset, when we have the right outlook, everything else just falls in place. And we don't just want to have the mindset of a positive person or the mindset of a successful person. We want to make sure we have the mindset of a world-class privacy professional as well, so that it aids us in everything that we do. And you heard earlier, one of Moji's biggest takeaways from that 
is the belief that everyone is doing the best they can with the knowledge and resources available to them and how that's helped her to empower the relationships and really transform the way she views all of the interactions that it has with people on a day-to-day basis. So the first step is all about the mindset. The second step is all about making sure that you have the actual in-depth knowledge so that you can be confident as a privacy professional. So one of the things Moji identified was, I can go and read a book and learn how to pass an exam. I could probably take a very short course and learn how to pass the exam. But where does that leave me? How do I break through into the sector? How do I get hired? And how do I do a great job? And as we've heard from Moji's bio, she is a very inspirational and successful woman. So the second thing we do is the in-depth knowledge. Make sure you have breadth and depth of knowledge. And Moji, we're working through that right now, right? Right. We'll come back to learn more about those sessions in a second. The third step is making sure that you have the credibility and authority that you deserve and that you've earned from everything that you've done through the program. So yes, we can have the great mindset, we can have this knowledge, but we need the world to know that. We need to be credible, we need to be authoritative, and therefore we need to make sure that we get a globally recognized credential and a qualification that's recognized everywhere on the planet and that employers are actually after to demonstrate that you have the gold standard of knowledge when it comes to data privacy. So we put you through the certification program for the Certified Information Privacy Professional over Europe. And as an official IAPP training partner, we can really make sure that you get the most of that experience. So that's the first three steps. First step is mindset. The second step is the subject matter expertise. The third step is the credibility and authority. And then we realize that, hang on a minute, we've given people the knowledge, they can demonstrate the credibility authority, they have the right mindset, but they need to know how to do the doing. When they get in front of the clients and they need to do data protection, impact assessment, when they need to respond to a deletion request or another kind of subject access request, when they need to draft a privacy notice that a child can understand, when they need to do the data mapping to put in place a record of processing activities for their clients, how are they actually going to be able to excel in that? And therefore, the fourth part of the program is all about getting the hands-on practical experience to make sure that you can excel, not just know and understand how to do the things, but really excel in it. So you can really go out there and make a positive contribution to data privacy and the organizations that you have the privilege of serving. And finally, the fifth step is all about personal branding. And Moji is going to share a little bit more about how the personal branding has already helped her to transform who she is and how she shows up in the world. And the personal branding is all about creating your own personal brand so that you are magnetically attracting opportunities. So how are you showing up? We want to make that you show up as your best self and not only do you know that you're showing up as your best self but you emit that charisma onto the world to everyone that you come across and to everything that you do as well so i'm gonna stop talking now and i'm gonna get jamila to ask moji the star of today's show what about her experience <laughs> on each of the five pillars that we've mentioned and all of the other great questions jamila's got for moji my time to shine jamal <laughs> Moji, what has been your favorite thing so far about the Privacy Pros Academy? The masterclass sessions that I had with um, Jamal, it's interactive. And when we cover every topic, Jamal breaks it down in a way that the books don't break it down because he applies it to the role of a data privacy professional. So he shares his experiences with us, giving us scenarios that relate to what we're learning the challenges that the data privacy professional could face. And he lets us know how he handled a similar scenario in his career. It helps not only to understand better what we're studying or learning, it also helps to put things into perspective where we're able to imagine ourselves in the role 
and imagine ourselves having to deliver to a client. It's the interactive session and also the scenario application that Jamal gives it a really good experience. Like you were saying earlier, that will really help. You want the kind of well-rounded, holistic experience of being a privacy professional. You don't want to just pass the exam and then say, and then what? Whereas now you've got the experience on top of the exam and on top of everything else that is offered. How do you think you've benefited from the personal branding aspects of the programme? Jamal had mentioned earlier on how we present ourselves to the world matters a lot. We know who we are. We know what we're capable of doing. But other people don't know this. So we have to realize that I need to communicate my strengths to people mm-hmm. on any platform that I have. The platforms that we have right now, we have LinkedIn, Facebook, expressing myself there as it relates to data privacy. I have posts there on a regular frequency. When he first said it, I'm thinking, why do I have to post it on LinkedIn? I don't want to be one of those people that keep on posting and posting <laughs> and or they're going to be going like, oh, so what next now? What's she sharing now? But I realized that it's important to be heard. There's no way people out there know me or what I do or what I'm learning or what I'm capable of doing if I don't tell them. Everything has to do with personal branding. I've always known that personal branding is big. But how to approach it or navigate quite vague to me. But he gave it a lot of direction. Professional resume writers mm-hmm. that help you to actually convey and express your true self on your resume. So when people read your resume, they not only understand what your goal is or what kind of career path you're looking for, you understand the other side of you, you as a person, what your strengths are, what your skill set is. So all that was with the personal branding included in the academy, which I'm able to benefit from. I have to give the credit to my team here when it comes to some of the things you mentioned, such as the resume and your LinkedIn profiles. I'm an expert on data privacy, but I'm definitely not an expert when it comes to writing CVs and creating LinkedIn profiles. And that's where the team really come in and add the value. So our careers coaches between them, they have over 50 years of combined experience of bringing out the best of people, really helping them to get from where they are to the next step in their career, doing a great job of interviewing you and working with you and coaching you to pull out all of the greatness that you have within you. And sometimes when it comes to creating a CV, people forget about all of the amazing skills they have, all of the amazing achievements they have. And it's not until you sit down with some of our skilled careers coaches like Jane and Helen and Lynn, where you actually really get a chance to say, oh, I've actually achieved some of these amazing things. And I do have these skills. And I didn't even realize I had that skill, which I do every day. And yeah, then that was my experience. Your CV for a recruiter or a hiring manager to say, okay, wow, this is amazing. This is the person that we want to speak to. And that's all the purpose of the CV is, right? It's we want to get it in front of a person to show them this is the value I bring to the table. Would you like to have a chat with me? Yes, that was my experience working with the professional resume writers because she actually going to asking me what I'm passionate about, what I'm looking at achieving. And she was able to pull out some information from me that I normally wouldn't have put on my resume. And she made me realize how relevant and irrelevant some things were on my resume. So it was a great experience. I got an email asking me to be on a panel for a webinar by wow. PCB. And no one's actually on a panel on a webinar before. And this happening when I haven't even completed training yet. That speaks volumes. What do you think attracted them to email you? I was just about to go there. What attracted them to emailing me? Because I didn't know who had reached out to me. I'd never met before. And I know the only platform that she sees me on was, is LinkedIn. So that was just as a result of a month's worth of putting posts on LinkedIn related to data privacy. That's all she knows about me. And that caught her attention enough to make her believe that 
I have information enough that would be credible to share in one of their webinars. That was big for me. And that was encouraging. I'm looking forward to the webinar and putting the information together. It's amazing what doing little steps consistently can achieve. This is an example. I'm an example of that. And I've been having people that are actually really well best in data privacy reach out to me to connect with me on LinkedIn. And I've been filled with nothing but gratitude to be able to connect with very learned and knowledgeable professionals because of following simple steps that Jamal advised to take, which is people need to see your passion. People need to see how you are able to interpret what you read and what you're capable of delivering as a data privacy professional. So yes, thanks to you, Jamal. <laughs> you've, you've done all the hard work. All we've done is given you a proven strategy, right? And this is right. what you said there was really amazing. And if you take nothing away from this podcast and all you take away is that one thing that Moji said, then you know, it's going to change your life. It's the little things that make the big things happen when done consistently. So people can see that not only am I doing personal development, I'm also getting the mentor to actually coach and give masterclass sessions. I'm excited about the takeaways. I just have to share it. So, and I've been doing that, do masterclass sessions twice a week and also post about the podcast. Doing this consistently, new experience for me, but so far it's been great. And even if I made a mistake or two here or there, it's okay because I'm doing it. It's progress. Progress over perfection. But like I said, has earned me a, a place on the panel. I'm sick trained, but it's still new compared to what I've been doing over time. So I've been working as a business process analyst for over 15 years. I haven't been called to be on a panel of any webinar, but here I am getting into this industry and I'm getting called to be on a panel. So great. I'm excited. Wow. I'm looking forward to seeing your LinkedIn post after this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> In terms of the knowledge classes, what topic specifically has really resonated with you so far? That's a good question. I'll go with what Jamal said. In everything we do, we always have to remember the principles for data protection. Once you make sure that you have all those covered, you can tackle any issue having that as your backing. If I was to test you now, could you do them? Let me try. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lawfulness, purpose limitation, okay. data minimization, accountability, integrity and confidentiality. And we have data storage. And then there's one more, right? <laughs> uh, well, you, got, you got some homework to do. <laughs> I put her on the spot. I mean, accuracy, data accuracy. That's it. Yay. (laughs) You should come into your academy sessions, just randomly (laughs) pop in and be like, tell me the seven principles. And you really should test people on it. We're gonna have you in as the uh, mystery shoppers, you're gonna be the mystery tester or something. (laughs) It'd be like an episode of The Chase, maybe. You watch The Chase. No, I don't know what the chase is. Controller at the top. Yeah. And then people are trying to get up the ladder. And then yeah. they be so mean. And they have all of these books that they eat for lunch. And they know all the answers. And then you go home very sad. <laughs> I don't think that that's the description the TV guide uses. But yeah. Back onto the questions. Moji, okay. what are your future aspirations with respect to your career in data privacy? My future aspirations are work as a data privacy professional 
and then I'd like to get my CIPM and also the ISACA certification for data privacy on the IT side, which is the CDSPE, because I understand that in as much as we have to look at the operational side of it, there's also the IT part of it in order to be able to fully implement privacy regulation in all first process of the company, it has to be involved in the design of operations and having some IT background on how that can be done would help to make me utilize my skills and excel as a data privacy professional. With those goals, how far in the future do you see yourself? Max two years to get them. Anything is possible. It just depends on how badly you want it, right? I think my mental setting is, look, anything is possible. If you believe it's going to take you 10 years, it will. And if you believe it's going to take you 12 months, it will. Whatever you believe is what's right. But the question is, how badly do you want it? If you want it so badly, like when you hold your head underwater, you want that oxygen. That's how badly you've got to really want it. And if you want something that badly... You put all your efforts behind you and you work smart and you have strategy and you have someone to guide you, then it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Your path, your journey is what is going to make you. And he said to me, look, winners are not made in the ring. Winners are made in training. So it doesn't matter how long your journey takes, as long as you're on that journey and you wake up every morning and you know that you're going to be working towards your goal and you're going to do something small consistently every day, the big things will happen. It's very weird thinking of you having a mentor, Jamal. It's like when my baby niece can't understand that her parents have parents. It's like they can't imagine what's higher. I would like to know who Jamal's mentor is. <laughs> we were about to come to the question for Jamal. I have so many mentors in different areas of my life. So I have a mentor to help me with my mindset. I have a mentor to help me with my actual practice. I have multiple mentors that help me with all of my privacy-related stuff. I have a mentor that helps me in my personal life. And I'm looking for a fitness mentor right now. I feel like that's one area of my life I've neglected recently. A business mentor said, hey, guy, come on, man. What's going on here? <laughs> you need to be fit, like healthy body, healthy mind. Well, if and any of our listeners, fitness hobby or know anyone, please get in contact. Look, whatever you do in life, you can do it yourself. You can try and figure it out. I could read a book on fitness and try and figure it out, but that's not going to help me. I need yeah. to get a mentor. I need to go and be with them. I need to do what they've done to get to where they are. And I need them to give me a strategy in line with my goals. Uh, I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder. Uh, so I need to make sure I have the right strategy and I need to have the right program for me. Too many people go on programs, whether it's a privacy program or some other program, where it's a template, it's very tailor-made. Mm -hmm. And the reason I spoke about the five pillars is, yes, we have the five pillars, but within those five pillars, we tailor everything around the individual. Yes, that's been my experience. Having used my mentors helped me a lot to improving myself as a data privacy professional because I'm already one. It, it helps make that task easier. It looks achievable. I know I can do it. Mm, absolutely. There you go. One of the reasons we limit the class to three people maximum is so that we can give that one-on-one, -on -one, dedicate that time, dedicate that support, dedicate that energy to developing just three people. We don't take on 50 people. Like we could take on five, 10, 12 people, but it's not about taking on lots of people. It's about taking on one or two, up to three individuals and really helping them transform their lives so they can really go out there and inspire other people to do the same. What is your question for Jamal? Jamal, as a data privacy super professional, <laughs> what are your career goals? 
What are my career goals? Upskill myself in a privacy technology. So artificial intelligence, machine learning, there's huge data privacy implications. And because it's evolving so rapidly, it's an area that I really want to develop my knowledge in. So moving forward, I believe we will see a lot more artificial intelligence being brought into normal business operations. And I want to make sure when that comes in, I'm in a position where I can, number one, make sure that I am upholding the rights and the freedoms of the individuals of whose personal data is subject to this artificial intelligence and the machine learning. And number two, I'm able to really add value, look after my clients, protect their interest and protect them from reputational risk. But not only just protect them from reputational risk, but really make sure that they're in a position where they can use data privacy as a competitive advantage to inspire confidence, to cultivate trust and to ultimately do what they do best on a much greater level. Awesome. Sounds great. Looking forward to sharing that experience with you. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Every time you say AI, I really want to set off your Alexa. Every time I say (laughs) And on that note, thank you for joining us on today's podcast, Moji. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I've always listened to this podcast and I've always enjoyed it. So to be actually a guest on this podcast is a great privilege. Thank you for having me. And thank you as always for being my co-host, Jamal. My pleasure, Jamila. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, like and share so you're notified when a new episode is released. Remember to join the Privacy Pros Academy Facebook group where we answer your questions. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're leaving with some great things that will add value on your journey as a world-class privacy pro. Please leave us a four or five star review. And if you'd like to appear on a future episode of our podcast or have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to hear more about, please send an email to team at kzient.co.uk. Until next time, peace be with you.